Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I'm an alcoholic, and I am fabulous. As of this recording, I am 30 days sober, and to celebrate my one month today, we're going to be going over what someone can expect from AA meetings. I know that for me, the unknown is always very scary, so hopefully by sharing the structure will help demystify what you can experience from these meetings and how important they are for your sobriety if you are sober curious and haven't attended one. Now, a quick note before we get into it, while this episode will mostly be talking about Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the very first things you're doing when you're searching for meetings oftentimes is seeing a lot of different letters that go with meetings. And just to clear and clarify up what some of them mean, simple enough, AA is Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Those are for alcoholics like myself. There are also NA meetings, which stands for narcotics. CMA, which I saw abbreviated in many places, which is crystal meth addicts, and CA for coke or cocaine addicts. And then there is also Al-Anon, which is for family members of alcoholics. And so depending on the meetings that you're looking to go to, you can find the right one for you. A lot of times there's some overlap between addictions where you might be able to attend more than one of those meetings. But it is always helpful to attend the one that is speaking to you most. And another thing that can factor in is that closed meetings are exclusively for those with the problems. So for attending AA meetings, while an open meeting means that anyone can attend, the closed meetings are exclusively for, you know, the people themselves who need it. You know, if you need a family member who needs some support, that's what Al-Anon is for for them. Or open meetings so they can attend with you occasionally to see what you're going through. Other abbreviations when looking at the meetings that were helpful for me to one was BB. And that is not what you might think it is coming from the gay community. It is standing for big book meetings. That is where a lot of times they'll read a passage from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and then do a discussion on it. Meanwhile, you'll also have S as an abbreviation under some meeting annotations in books or websites. And those are meetings designed to be talking about the steps. Even before joining AA, I was aware that there were 12 steps. And so these are the meetings that focus specifically on working steps, typically one for that meeting. So you'll have a meeting that's entirely about one step, uh, like the first step. And there are also traditions. Similarly, they picked a dozen, but there are 12 steps and 12 traditions with AA that is an book actually that goes over them well but those meetings are just specifically about a tradition in mind and lastly and one that was most important for me as I was starting off is if they just have a simple b before or afterwards for the aa meeting and those are beginners meetings they're designed specifically around newcomers 
like I was 30 days ago. And they do a lot specifically to help make it a little easier when you walk into an AA meeting for not newcomers or beginners, but for one that's already been established. I know when I first walked into an in-person AA meeting, it was filled with people who knew each other. They had known each other for what felt like years and years. And so it was, and they were all talking about things that I didn't understand and all the lingo. And it was already hard enough coming out, out of alcohol and off of alcohol and not really being sure what was going on around me a lot of times as I was very confused those first few days. But it was even more confusing going to meetings where they expected you already knew everything about AA or that's what it felt like at least for me. So the beginning meetings were really helpful in getting me situated, really giving me hints for newcomers as well as knowing that I was not alone uh, and that there were plenty of others like me. So if you are interested in a beginner's meeting, uh, I definitely recommend the Mustard Seed Group. It's a Zoom based out of New York City on nightly at 9 p.m., and I'll make sure I link over to the information on that meeting in the show notes. But that's been my favorite. It's the closest thing I consider to a home group where I'm meeting most people. So it's just a very welcoming. It is designed for the LGBT plus community. But if you're listening to this podcast, you either fit in or you are a very staunch ally of ours. And I'm sure that they will welcome you to that meeting with open arms. If you decide to attend, who knows, you might even see me there. But when you attend meetings, like I mentioned, it is important, or not important, but it helps to kind of know what it is that you're getting yourself in for when you walk in through those doors. And so every meeting does start off with the AA preamble, which is Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experiences, strength, and hope with each other that they may resolve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. And so that is how the preamble is printed in the current edition. It is worth noting for our listeners that they do now introduce it as a fellowship of people as opposed to the gendered language that is from back in the day. But what that really means, it does let you know that it's not like you have to pay to attend and that you have to, they're not political, they're not religious. There's a lot of talk about God, so I feel like it was really important for me at first for them to really hone in that is more about the spiritual component of a higher power than it is about a religion specifically. And so starting off the meeting with the preamble gives everyone a great chance to know what they're in for. And then they also always start with the me version of the serenity prayer. If you're not familiar with that, it's God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That mantra is something that's meaning more to me every single day. At first, it was just something I knew was talked about by alcoholics from pop culture, but it really is something that I've learned and started to really truly feel as I'm working through the steps. And so like many things, Sometimes it's a matter of faking it till you, but when you, when you make it, that serenity prayer will really be a great way to refocus yourself whenever you're struggling. Then they get into how it works so that newcomers and returnees alike can get an idea of how the program works. This is directly from the book as well. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. 
Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves over to the simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol. Cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at a turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having made a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to attain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism, and that God could and would if he were sought. And so with that mouthful, there's a lot to unpack there, but it is a great mission statement and to let you know the message and the meaning of the program, and it is truly how it works, or at least it's how it's working so far for me. I am only working on step three currently myself at the time of this recording. But yes, first pro tip note, if you're ever asked to read, before a meeting and you don't know the difference between the preamble and how it works and you're uncomfortable talking in public and new groups of people don't choose how it works because it is the much longer one. (laughs) But besides, there is a lot to unpack there. The steps we'll get into more as a piece-by-piece discussion. But reading that first beginning before they get into the steps when they were talking about 
you know, how you need to work to get what they have and are willing to do whatever it takes to get it. You know, the first time that I showed up to AA meetings, I was not there. I was forced to go by the courts and it was in one ear and out the other. If it even managed to go through one ear to begin with, I balked at all of those, you know, things that they were telling me I need to do. And it was only this time around that it really just all clicked and really made sense. And I think a big part of it was I really was at that point where I felt powerless over alcohol and realized that my life had become unmanageable, although it took me some time to really get myself there. It all started with going to the meetings. Now, with the meetings, most seem to be speaker or open discussions on a topic, although they do follow other formats. As I mentioned earlier, they are a mix of Zoom and in-person meetings. And so nowadays, especially since COVID, there's really never been an easier time to recover. You know, I joke because COVID was hard for everyone. I know that that's what part of one of the many reasons where my drinking took a dark, dark, but at the same time that has made a lot of these meetings go online and that's made the accessibility just skyrocket. I know that I never thought that I'd have a home group in New York City or if I ever thought of like, if we need to move anywhere, I'd want to move there so I could be near all my new friends. And it's just interesting the way that that works and even just over 30 days that I feel so close to these people that I've never met in person. So if you are sober curious or haven't been to a meeting in a while and think it's time to check one out, definitely go. AA.org is a great place to find meetings. I also prefer LGBT plus ones, as I'm sure many of you do if you're listening to this podcast. And so I recommend gayandsober.org as a great resource to find a lot of the online meetings with all the links and stuff. So I've definitely favored that in my sobriety. So thank you very much for listening. Please leave a review if you found this information helpful. If you need help immediately, please go to www.aa.org or call SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. And if you're interested in sharing your story, getting involved with the show, or just saying hi, please email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com. Also, final reminder, do not forget to follow us wherever you are listening so you can get new episodes when they come out weekly. And until that time, stay sober, friends.